Hey there. Welcome to How We Think, a podcast that takes a deeper look at coaching conversations, the biases and beliefs that show up in such conversations, and ideas that make you sit up and take notice of your patterns, your behaviors and opportunities to change. I am Neha Indorya and I have the amazing Bhavna Vasti with me. Hey Bhavna, how are you doing? Hi Neha, I am very very good and very excited once again to be here with you talking about something that's really close to my heart. Yeah. Um you tell me how are you doing? I am doing well too Bhavna, thanks for asking and I'm glad to be here as always. Um and like you said today's topic is the one that is close to your heart and then one that you have done extensive research work on in fact i was going through your uh, immersive research paper and i came out mm-hmm. really uh, impressed what would you like to introduce it for us absolutely uh it would be my pleasure honor joy all of that to bring today labeling and its impact as the topic that we're going to be talking about and it all started with this one saying that i uh, was exploring this is from someone called charles horton cooley uh, mm-hmm. he was a american sociologist at the start of the 20th century and he said i am not who you think i am i am not who i think i am i am who i think you think i am and this is such a well one convoluted twisted statement <laughs> but it helps to capture the complexity in our identity yeah that's true it is a convoluted statement but one that actually makes you re- think really deeply about what we think about identity and how others perceive it and if mm. i was to put it rather plainly uh, labeling it's it's like a name you know it it plays into the oldest human tendency that we need to identify and compartmentalize everything so we can quickly refer back to it uh, when we need it and we know how to respond um one of the examples that came to my mind was think of the cavemen uh, cave people that we all evolved from you know they identified and labeled fire as hot tiger as deadly and cows as gentle and now imagine a dark cold evening and the cow is grazing and the fire is burning and the tiger approaches now the caveman knows in an instant that he will take the burning log scare the tiger and protect the cow before the tiger has a chance to do anything you mentioned this in your research as a way of identity formation mm. and behavior identity being an adaptive trait i'm wondering uh, can i also put labels into buckets or can i categorize them Absolutely. I mean what a good question Neha and what a segue too. But you know before we can talk about categorizing these labels I want to just go slightly deeper into um why they are as simple as you know like you put it just ways of identifying things. Mhm. The other part of labeling that's that's the the you know I would like to call it the dirty underbelly of things hmm. is that these labels they have an impact positive mm-hmm. negative and that's that's something that came out of the study also um that they have an impact mm-hmm. and also sometimes these labels are what defines how we show up in the world how we experience our world um i have experienced labels 
very, very intimately. I think from the time that I was growing up, I was very aware of what others thought I was. And I spent most of my growing up years either aligning to these labels or defying these labels. And at some point, when I started my coaching journey and I was reflecting and uh, exploring my identity, I actually had no idea who was the real me because there were so many labels that were given to me that I was constantly either keeping up or defying. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who the real me was. And I was walking around the earth with that lack of very integral knowledge about my own self. So mm -hmm. even before we categorize whether the label is positive or negative, whether it's part of our uh, you know, cultural, uh, societal contribution, whether it is a, a label that stereotypes us or whether it is a, a label that, uh, you know, is part of the social identity that yeah. we carry. Um, the awareness that here is a label and this label has a power. Yeah. That's like really important. I'm going to talk about like various labels and what they would really mean in that uh, in a particular setting. Mm -hmm. But just wanted to, I've been like going on for a bit now. I wanted <laughs> to hear your thoughts. No, you're right. You're right. I think uh, it starts with, as with everything else in life, it starts with awareness. And, uh, um, you know, you have coached me before. You know how how it has this this statement of who am I? It's close to mm. home as well. Because we spend so much time thinking about ourselves um, under category, categories um, and uh, and we don't really stop ever to think of who we really think we are. In fact, <laughs> yeah. it reminds me, um, this reminds me about uh, a, a conversation I had with a client and the bit about stereotyping. Um, he's a he's a founder he set up his company and he he did it completely from scratch uh, about eight years ago and he's done an amazing job building it up and now he's at a stage where so the conflict that he brought to the table uh, for us to discuss was hey I want to make I want to become much bigger than what I am I want to do 10x of what I'm doing right now um, and for that I need to free up my day and I, I don't want to be involved in operational things. Uh, he made an interesting statement. He's like, a founder doesn't do all of these things. So I'm like, okay, what does a founder do according to you? How would you define mm -hmm, that? Mm -hmm. And so the conflict lay, the crux of the conflict was that he believed that he was the, he is the creative brain behind everything that happens. So wherever the creativity or the, or, you know, the solutioning of the things are is required, that's where he needs to be doing that job and he can't really trust anybody else to do it. Um, but at the same time, he realizes that he needs to kind of let go of daily operations and think and think of bigger things. And just that bringing that awareness to the fact that he's possibly not even letting his team think for itself because he's so busy believing that he's the creative one and he's the one who has the vision. Um, I think that awareness was what what has now started us on a great journey and I, I, I'm waiting to see how it goes. Interesting. And you know what is coming for me? I'm thinking um, 
this label that, you know, I'm very creative, I'm innovative, mm. I'm the one who has the solutions. This label, where did it come from? Who gave it to him? Mm. How did he land on it? Mm. How long has it been at play? Mm. And what are some of the outcomes and results um, based on the contribution of this label in mm. his life are? Mm. Those are some of the questions that I would like really want to be a fly on the wall in your <laughs> session to find out more about. But yeah. what a great example of, uh, you know, a stereotypical label. Yeah. Uh, we also have cultural labels. Mm -hmm. um, cultural labels involve the application of characteristics or traits associated with a particular culture mm. to individuals within that culture. Mm -hmm. So a cultural label can influence personality by shaping expectations and norms for mm -hmm. behavior within a given cultural context and and this is and something that is um like a a clear example of this would be when we look at you know boys are rowdy and loud and girls are yeah. gentle and caring yeah uh, now culturally in india and also like across the world i mean that's how the the outlook was hmm. the fairer sex or the uh, you know the female sex hmm. was weaker hmm. and uh, you know men were stronger and yeah. and so they were you know kind of seen as louder and you know braver and all of that which is not true so culturally yeah it kind of plays like that yeah. um and and social identity labels is something that we also saw in in the study that i was doing Uh, relate to how individuals categorize themselves and others within social groups. So these labels can be based on factors such as nationality, religion, ethnicity, or other group affiliations. Um, they uh, actually shape a person's sense of belonging and influence their behavior within social contexts. So uh, I am the heart of the party mm. is is something that a person can take very seriously. And even when they're having a bad day, hmm. they would probably try to, you know, work the party and yeah. exhaust themselves emotionally, physically, mentally, all of that. Uh, yeah. Good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you said boys are rowdy, the one example that I thought of cultural labels was how, you know, British soccer fans are considered to be really, really rowdy. And somehow... Mm, yeah. You know, you could be a middle grade teacher in Britain and doing a wonderful job um, being a teacher to young students. But when you show up as a soccer fan, you are allowed to be rowdy because that's what British soccer fans do. That's so, the label. Yeah, that's that is the label. what the label is allowing you to do. To exactly. Be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And awesome. um, if we if we kind of uh, come back to to your study, I'm I'm sure mm -hmm. that there were some statements that came up from the study as well in the sense of mm -hmm. how people kind of put labels mm -hmm. on themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was, uh, first off, you know, this questionnaire that I had created that was run across 150 people mm -hmm. uh, as the first pilot batch of this uh, research. Mm -hmm. The one thing that came out very apparent was the most chosen response to the feelings that labeling generated mm. was 40% of the people said they were concerned mm. about labeling. Uh, mm. While uh, 
27% uh, said they were indifferent. 14% mm. said it's acceptable. Mm. And 19% felt manipulated. So those are the four words. Concerned, indifferent, acceptable, manipulated. So I know the connotations of you know each of these words is, is what it, it is. However, mm. none of them... Uh, says that there was no reaction like it mattered one way or another it mattered mm. and in one of the sections i had asked people to tell me or to record how they felt about a certain label mm. and interestingly and i'm um i want to like give up uh, a couple of statements here that that threw a lot of light and recognition about how these labels are impacting mm. so one of the responses was that the label gave me a high level of confidence and a sense of self-assurance. Mm -hmm. I know I can find creative solutions to problems and that I can think in ways other people won't. Mm. I also naturally fall into being the leader of most groups. And I notice that people do start to look at me for direction. Mm. I, was, I was so impressed with that reflection. Another person said, it's, uh, you know, labels have been my North Star and I moved through the downs of my life. They have kept me structured based on which created new chapters in my life. They inspired me to live up to a reputation. Mm. Again, all uh, really things that point out that labels do have a power to drive your life in a manner that you aspire for. Mm. Um, but much like the coin has two sides, I also had uh, these other statements mm. that labels sometimes empowered me and sometimes disempowered me as a burden of being good, mm. mature, responsible. And it was too much. Labels can also be self-imposed. Mm. And the way I labeled myself impacted my self-perception um so positive negatives yes both mm. impacts happen mm. awareness we were talking about earlier that awareness is the key on how uh, the label is working for you or how much power you have given to this label mm. the other thing and i uh, this is something that was really uh, revealing from the study was that labels uh, carry a burden, a weight, and have the power to be self-prophetic, which means mm. if I think about it long enough, far enough, if I say it myself, if I hear other people saying it about me, yeah. even if it is not possible, I will make it possible. Yeah. So for example, if, if someone kept telling me, and this is, this is a true example, um, this client who associated himself as an introvert mm. um, thought he was an introvert mm. but a lot of people had told me oh you're an introvert because you don't like to you know be in parties and you don't like to be in big gatherings and he, why he thought that he may be an introvert because the world came around and already diagnosed him as an introvert mm. he started aligning to the introverted behaviors even more yeah. Sometimes even using them to hide behind when he didn't want to do certain things. Yeah. And, and it needed one of me to come there and say, have you been tested? 
like has a clinical psychologist tested you that you're an introvert he looked at me like what what is that he says no i know i said how do you know i i you are a mental health professional i are you do you have the skills capability of testing and we had a good laugh after that of course his life changed after that but the moment he stepped away from that label yeah but uh, true example and look at the impact yeah yeah impact i think that's that's i i really like that that line that you just said which is that labels have the power to be self prophetic uh, just like you're giving that example of you know somebody calling themselves an introvert and and yeah using it i mean a much simpler example that i could think of was you are fat now if the world is telling you you are fat you will start you are constantly saying okay i'm fat and then you give yourself permission to eat that extra scoop of ice cream because anyways i'm fat big deal how does it matter you know yeah. so days like that but um the same line can also be used to create a positive impact in the sense mm-hmm. that how you say what you, what you say to yourself and who's input on that is the one that you're giving power to i think mm-hmm. makes all the difference uh, mm-hmm. you know it could be positive it could be a negative impact and it can be something that we tell ourselves about ourselves based of based on our observations about the world around us but what you say and more importantly how you say it is is what mm-hmm. makes all the difference yeah what a great point neha um it reminds me of uh, this conversation i was having with a client mm. and uh, and i think because this this <laughs> this topic is so dear to me i'm like so charged right now i'm i'm getting all of these inputs from from the universe uh, so i wouldn't wanted to share that there was this conversation i had with a client and we were discussing about um him not really landing on what he wants to do next in his life this is yeah. a accomplished individual uh 50 years old has done a whole lot in his life hmm. um has an opportunity to go places now decide what he wants to do next and is kind of stuck hmm. and while we were talking about what really motivates him and you know what are some of the things that he'd be excited about hmm. um i asked him i said so tell me when you're having a good time at work um how do you feel hmm and uh, he thought for a moment looked up and then he smiled and he said you know i'm david and mm-hmm. for a minute i was a little lost because i knew he wasn't david but he says you know david and goliath i'm mm-hmm. david so i said oh mm-hmm. and he went on to describe how he had prevailed how he had fought like david did how he had uh, you know gone upstream what the struggle was what the mm. strength uh, that he leaned into and mm. how uh, proud he was and of course i could see that pride in his tonality the sudden change of energy when he was talking about him mm. aligning to david mm. and uh, you know me uh, labeling is like one big <laughs> radar <laughs> of mine it keeps going yeah and i was like something is not sitting right and i just um I looked at him I said so you're you're proud of that yes. and he says yes I'm so proud of it I come out on the top in every situation and I said hmm okay um but do you think your relationship with David is so strong that you kind of look for places where you 
can be David because yeah. you you think you are David. Mm. He just kept looking at me and there was like a moment where uh, something changed. Mm -hmm. And he said, damn, I have pushed myself and I have um, fought through most of the things mm. in life because I found myself in these situations. And, and that's the other question that I always ask myself, how do I land in such situations where I'm constantly fighting? <laughs> so that uh, self-prophetic and yeah. the label kind of conforming you in that space mm. and you taking pride in it, it doesn't allow you to even have a possibility of existing like a Goliath, for example. He's yeah. got a like a 25, 26 years of experience. He's, he's led one of the highest positions in multinational organizations mm. and yet He's saying, I'm, I'm David. He's, I, I was like, could you be Goliath for a minute? Let's just, let's just, but he's laughing now. He's like, oh my God, like I was fighting the wrong battles. What is wrong <laughs> with me? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that was a moment that we had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thought that came to my mind when I was listening to you was that you're looking at the same situation, but who you decide to show up as will completely change what you see in that situation. So if you look at the situation mm. from the point of a Goliath, you are looking for abundance. You are looking, you're looking from a belief that, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I'll get it. I'm Goliath. What's the big deal? What's yeah. the big deal, right? And therefore you're like, okay, so this is great. What we have is great because I'm Goliath. I have everything great. Now let's build on it. <laughs> And then when you're looking at it from a point of view of David, you're like, oh, damn, this is so messed up. Yeah, right? you know? yeah. Oh, I have to fight through this. And then it almost looks like it's almost the difference between the view of an ant and a view of an eagle. Like yeah. the same molehill can be Everest and it can be a molehill depending on where you're looking from it. Correct. Correct. So ideally, it's the length. Yeah, yeah, it's the length. Labels decide the length that we yeah. use. Yeah to see the world yeah so all we need to do is flip the equation and mm -hmm. start looking at the lens and not the label mm -hmm. where do you so yeah so interestingly so what's coming to me now is that uh, when we are talking about labels mm -hmm. the internal narrative plays a big part yeah because if I align to, let's say, a David, then I'm thinking a certain way. If I'm thinking a certain way, I'm acting a certain way. Mm. If I change that narrative, the internal narrative, mm. maybe the lens changes and maybe my experience of that event or that situation changes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And also, uh, at the same time, of course, it's easier said than done to create new narratives and to change your mindset. But I think the place where we need to kind of start from is is when you, once you have identified the label and the impact that it creates, um, when it comes up again in your thoughts, uh, you need to question it. You need to find evidence and you need to create scenarios. Mm. Just like you just like you mentioned with uh, with this client, you think you're David. Okay, fantastic. But what if you were Goliath? How are you going to look at this now? <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I was talking to another, uh, a, a, another client of mine and, and she was like, 
you know but when i i do my part and nobody else does their part and i feel like if i ask them then they will they will be upset and uh, therefore i end up doing everything and i'm unhappy about the fact that i do everything but mm-hmm. there is there's nothing to be done uh, you know i'm taking so much stress and this and that and i'm like so which means you have asked the other people and they have said no she said no i haven't asked them but i know that they will say no you know <laughs> so um i am the one who does everything is the label uh, the impact is that i am doing everything and therefore i am getting burnt out but i am never questioning the fact that i am the one who does everything and if you just mm. question that fact and if you find mm. evidence that other people mm. are willing to do something or not that's when things change yeah totally totally even the labels that we give ourselves mm. like as mums we we tell ourselves that we need to be like you know all encompassing like be there yeah. do that deliver yeah. on time yeah. all of that these are labels yeah. um and that internal narrative and you know the other thing that was coming out of the study was that people who align very strongly to labels have mm-hmm. a very uh tough uh harsh critical internal narrative mm-hmm. So, for example, if I'm aligning to that mum label that I have defined as, you know, having certain uh, attributes, mm-hmm. if I don't measure up to those attributes, I'm actually going to be very tough on myself. I will not show kindness to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I will push myself, even if I was physically, emotionally, mentally not capable in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, aligning to labels is also being tough on yourself in most cases. Hmm. whether it's a positive i mean being a super mom is like a good label yaar if somebody else is telling you you're a super mom you feel good about it right yeah but uh, the connotation the lens that we give to it when we are evaluating ourselves hmm. that again decides what impact it's going to have on us so that's another thing to be mindful of yeah um yeah don't get, don't get dragged down by it yeah yeah totally don't break your back to fit into that box literally oh my god what a graphic example <laughs> i'm reminded of a contortionist <laughs> yeah and i got um, like the fetal position like so <laughs> fitted into a box yeah but you know what uh, mm-hmm. i realized that as a coach mm-hmm. when we are looking at these labels what are some of the things that can tell us that labels are at play and what are some of the things that can help mm-hmm. our clients um so much like you said question it mm-hmm. as a coach question as a coach try to find evidence mm-hmm. um and in finding evidence actually asking your client to get feedback from others is also one very great way to defy uh, you know the beliefs around a label so yeah. i think like i'm great but somebody says no not not so much mm-hmm. and now we do a 360 and eight people say not so much so i'm there is some reality to that mm-hmm. i'm not great because i'm late mostly mm-hmm. i don't make my deadlines so you now know i'm <laughs> i'm making it very contextual yes. corporate terms and all of that um the other thing is those strengths assessment uh assessments that you get there are many free strengths assessments that you can find online mm-hmm. and sometimes taking it for ourselves enables us to uh be consciously aware mm-hmm. we may not 
be really consciously aware of our strengths and also in our awareness know what we can lean into in times of need hmm. when we are questioning ourselves or when we are down or you know when we need uh to reach in mm-hmm. what do we really reach in for does that does that make sense to you yeah it totally does i i also like taken a couple of uh, strength assessments and maybe we can we can put a few links um in the description for people to uh, go through and try them mm. but uh, and what i have seen is that w- what these assessments do is literally put it on paper or the things mm-hmm. that you are that you are naturally good at ones that require less work from you so mm-hmm. if you find yourself in a situation where you are the ant and not the eagle you could possibly think of uh, think of those things and shift the lens for the lack of shift the lens, the lens. Shift the yeah lens. yeah you know interestingly we were talking about that uh, introverts and extroverts uh-huh. um i was uh, post that conversation i actually went up and and found some some reading material on introverts and i realized one third uh people in the world mm. are introverts um and there's a great book called quiet and it's written by someone called Susan Cain mm mm-hmm. uh, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking mm-hmm. and it's it's this book that explores the introversion as a personality trait um now if it's a personality trait it's another thing but if it's a label that has no backing is another thing so yeah. the people i why am talking about this is because i didn't mention introverts and now i don't want to just leave it as a as a label yeah <laughs> so yeah. so that book quiet by susan cain is one one great book that can create an insight um it explores the power in introversion and uh, how introverts can thrive in a world that often values extroversion so mm. any of our listeners who actually align to that label you can actually read this book find more about uh what it means to be an introvert and actually um use it mm. or leverage that information to your benefit yeah makes a lot of sense and it maybe also will help people to like you said understand whether it's actually a label that they're giving mes- themselves and or it is something that is part of their personality trait mm. and mm. uh you know for it it also it i'm also landing on the fact that let's say if you do have this label and mm-hmm. uh, this has been something that has been with you for a long time you may or may not be able to successfully change this self view mm-hmm. and you might mm-hmm. actually like we established earlier might actually use it for your benefit um, in in certain contextual situations um and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't the idea is to exist with the awareness on how much power have we given to our labels mm-hmm. and are these labels that we hold so true and so closely are they actually serving us i mean at the end of the day what's the point i think is is the question that i would put. is 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 there a point in doing this question and i want to now leave our listeners with this one question so what label have you attached to yourself lately ah, think think yeah. yeah that's a good question and a in a very it sounds so easy but it's so difficult to answer because when you sit to mm. write sit to write <laughs> you realize that 
Oh, yeah, maybe. yeah. Uh, in the link, uh, uh, in in the link of this podcast, uh-huh. I think Neha, what we'll do is we'll put in the the study, the paper, research paper on labeling. Yeah. So that if anyone wants to go deeper into what are some of the insights that are coming from it, mm-hmm. uh, they can go through that. I also want to put in the link for the for the questionnaire that I had used that actually starts the dialogue, the inner dialogue for exploration. So I want to put that, it's a Google document. I know it is 30 questions long, but each question is contextual and has a like a, a place to, to trigger the next thought. So just bear with me. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's revealing. The study is good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it would um, it would definitely help even for us, right? I mean, even for yourself to to get mm-hmm. more, uh, to get more differentiated responses might help to um, increase the impact that the study can study can eventually have. And um, I would urge all our listeners to give it a shot um, because it is anonymous. It's it's almost like talking to yourself and just giving yourself some answers. And while you mm-hmm. are doing those answers, you might. You might land on some interesting things. Yeah. Um, seems like this is a good place for us to pause until next time. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think today I'm all talked out now. Yeah. <laughs> that's <good. laughs> well, that's fantastic. Um, uh, listeners, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, do write to us about what you would what you thought of this conversation and uh, any other topics that you would like us to explore in the next episode. And uh, if you liked what you heard, if this resonated with you, uh, we would appreciate it. If you could take 30 seconds, follow us on our adventures and share it with someone who may need it. And of course, uh, hit subscribe to stay up to date. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.